I say that because he is Bigfoot. Talk Games Arcade Weekly Second Annual Holiday Haymakers Versus Edition. Deck Keith, the Keith, halls nothing. with lots go. of punches. <laughs> la 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 la. Ow! What is We Talk Games Holiday Haymakers Versus Edition? Well, here's Stinky the Game Master for the rules. Huh? Stinky. Where are my headphones? I can't hear them. Are they? Who is you, it? Huh? Oh, I can hear myself. Yeah. Can you hear us? There we go. Stinky, we have no time for your antics. Please tell the listeners what we're doing this year with Holiday Haymakers versus Edition. Don't worry about the money now, buddy. Coming in. Got my new app. It's a whatever type you like, it's called. It's an application in India. You put it on, and it makes your screen go black. And then you type. So you don't know what you're typing, and that's the whole thing. You try to figure it out because the the letters change, okay, and that's how um, you operate your system. See? What what are the rules and guidelines for Holiday Haymakers versus Edition? It's very much like uh, the other app I'm coming out with called. Uh, <laughs> is this where you're putting all the money from uh, the show? Th- no, this is how we're going to make money. My other uh, app is called Basically Basic, and what happens is it blacks out your screen. And then you, you start trying to type, but you can't see anything on the screen. You have to figure it out, except this time you have to type in basic and then hit run. Stiggy, are there any rules or guidelines that you could go over for our listeners? I don't know. What, what show is this? This is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. But, but what day is it? It's usually Monday when this show comes oh, out, yeah. sometimes Sunday night. Okay. Uh, this is Holiday Haymakers. This is very special this year. We're bringing two teams. Today's team is going to be from Team uh, Retro League, right? That's correct. Is Retro League on the line? They, they might not be after all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, hey, Hugh. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're uh, we're uh, deer or alive over here. I don't really Wait, know Ziggy, how to play. Uh, hold, hold on, <laughs> gentlemen, please introduce yourselves. Well, well, well I'll interrupt. There's Rob Junglebutt. <laughs> That's not his name. Oh, and Huge Johnson. That's it. That is his name. Is it? What's Rob Junglebutt's name? That's what it looks like to me. Jungle Rat Rob. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jungle Rat. Why did that happen? Where did he get the moniker from? Is that yeah. what you're asking? What do you mean? <laughs> trying to, Stinky, it's best when you don't you try to connect about? with the guests. Okay, yeah. Remember, don't we got all those again. letters. Uh, here it is. Uh, team We Talk Games against uh, Team Retro League. Uh, from now on, Team Retro League, and I, just, I have to uh, just hold on here. Team Retro League uh, from now on known as Crook Played at Hagard. Okay. Right. Oh, Haggard. I don't know. Yeah, Haggard. Crook-plated Haggard. Yeah, fuck you. And then from now on, Team We Talk Games will be called 
team gut scripping moldwort. That's our tag team moldwort. Keith, I'm leaving it up to you to remember that. Damn, team guts gripping moldwort, go! Oh man, I can picture the merchandise now. There's two teams this year. One team and then another team. Right, from another each podcast. week uh, we're yeah. inviting another podcast to come on and talk games with us. Yeah. I have a question. Is there some sort of like physical challenge or anything? Is, is that how this works? <laughs> I think you're thinking of Double Dare. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Well, I believe we're going to talk game together, and then Stinky will award points, being the um, unbiased judge. Oh, I'm impartial. Yeah, I know that. Okay, do you have your bell to award points? Let's see. There you go. It's low. So Stinky will tally up the points, and at the end of the show, we'll find out which tag team won. Too many gimmicks. I'm drunk. (laughs) Never. All game talk, no filler here on We Talk Games. (laughs) For listeners new to the show, you might not have heard Rob on this year's Schmuptember, but Rob has been a guest before. But if you haven't heard that episode, Rob and or Hugh, please tell us a little bit about the Retro League. It's a weekly show where we talk about old video games, so mainly from the 80s and 90s. We each pick one game of the week. We cover all the uh, news and virtual re-releases of the week. Mm-hmm. Lately, we've added or re-added a bit where we talk about the worst retro gaming deals on eBay Yes. Or uh, Kickstarter or Craigslist. I like that segment a lot. Being a a listener of the show, I I do enjoy that. The the, the finds you find are um, shocking how terrible (laughs) they are. We've got a couple really, really bad ones queued up for our next episode. (laughs) And Hugh, recently you've been digging into programming for the Sega Genesis, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've been programming since I was like 10. So at some point I decided I want to learn how to do Sega Genesis programming while I was waiting for this to start up. Uh, finishing up the program. Wow. <laughs> While Stinky was doing his bullshit, but, you finished no, the game. No, not that. I mean, while we were waiting to start, I, I was, uh, I'm like, eh, you know, I could write some code here. Hold on. So did you have to, like, get a degree in blast processing to be able to do this? <laughs> you got it, yeah. yeah awesome. From uh, IIT. That's- Any college that advertises on Judge Judy is a quality academy. Stinky, do you have something to say? Yeah, one point goes to uh, Keith Robo Duke for Team Crook Pl- uh, Fuck. I wrote it. Guts gripping moldwort. <laughs> One point for Team Guts gripping moldwort for the use of the word blast processor. The funny thing is, actually, on our next episode, we're going to be talking about blast processing. It's already on the uh, the show notes. Oh, great. Too late. Be sure to go to theretroleague.com and check out that episode. Gentlemen, thank you for being on the show. I hope you do not regret it. Keith. Yes. What game are we talking about this week? Well, this week, uh, we are talking. Speaking of confusing <laughs> stories. <laughs> that was a mistake. Right, no points awarded, <laughs> no. though. This week we're talking about Gaia Crusaders by Noise Factory from 1999. And since this is Holiday Haymakers, this is a side scrolling beat em up, punch the guys until they're dead. Yes. Uh, it was normally a lot of fun. Which, uh, did you not have fun with this game? At first, I did. <laughs> <laughs> at first, I had a lot of fun with this game. And yeah. then. Things got old. But in the beginning, uh, the year is 20XX, same time as uh, Mega Man X. Yes. Oh, okay. Points taken away uh, from Keith the Robo Duke and Team Guts Gripping Blast Processor. Why? For for the use of the year 19XX. Wait, oh, I got the year wrong? No, that's a a stupid thing to call a year. Commit to what your game is. Say what X's are. Sneaky gets real uptight about this. That's why one of his favorite games is Time Killers. 
<laughs> they tell you what it is. They tell you it's year 3954 or whatever. <laughs> or or Street Fighter 2010, the, yes. the final fight. Yes. Keith, please continue with the story and hopefully we can acquire oh. more points. Wait, wait, but how do you feel about like the Madden games? Because they're all like a year ahead of the actual year, right? So like it was Madden 2016 this year. Is that okay? That's good because I want the newest game. I don't want old Madden, except unless it has the meat wagon. What was that, 96? It was 92. Really? It was earlier than that? Ninety. You guys remember that when the ambulance would come out on the field and pick the guy up? Mm. And Tipper Gore, like, her head exploded like scanners. <laughs> Over that? Yeah, she, yeah, it was promoting violence, I guess. He got up looking out his ear hole. It's showing you the consequences of violence, I thought. Well, yeah, that's I think a way that's, to spin it. Yeah, I think it's making people more aware of the problem of concussions in the NFL. Yeah, yeah way ahead of the, the whole, you know. Uh, Points taken away from both teams for too much sports talk. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so back to the game. It is a peaceful earth. Now I'm going to read the exact words of the game, which is a peaceful earth. Conquered exactly night. how it's written, please. Exactly how it's written, because that's one of my favorite things about playing some of these games is how broken a lot of the English is and the translations are not. Reminds me of being younger and, and having to deal with a lot of uh, bad being able subtitled to read. <laughs> no, like badly subtitled anime yes, and stuff. Yeah. So peaceful earth conquered by evil Satan heir of loss. Kinodom. <laughs> All nature evilized by dark power. War starts. <laughs> evilized the real word? I don't think that's a real word. I don't think it is. I, I don't believe so. No. Wars start everywhere, and the world is at the edge of destruction. Nothing can save the world. Only the power from the tear of Gaia can make it. But it was broken into seven pieces and captured by ellipses? Question mark? <laughs> Guardian of the tear of Gaia chose five great warriors to find the tear and fight for the world. The fate of the last warriors will be. And Gaia Crusaders is uh, the title of the game and apparently the name of your group of people. What's with the scarlet letter at the beginning of the game? Do you guys notice that there's like a giant red A? Oh, yeah. But it doesn't say it's a company. I know it's put out by Noise Factory. There's just a giant red A that opens the, uh, the whole intro of the game. And then after that, right, the game goes to this screen where there's this guy with the big eyebrows and he's got the gingerbread men on a plate. <laughs> he does. <laughs> right? Yes. He's they, baking his soldiers in the oven. <laughs> I read them as shrinky dinks. Yeah. So not that far off. But yes, that was kind of strange as well. Or little paper dolls on a plate. Yeah. All right. So we mentioned the five warriors. You want to list them off and then gentlemen, jump in when the character you played the most as is mentioned. And we'll discuss them a little bit. Before you get to the character select screen, I believe uh, Hugh... <laughs> Mentioned earlier, the uh, more of the lovely translation here. Let's fight for your destiny, deer or alive. Your choice. <laughs> I <laughs> choose deer. Yeah, I say neither <laughs> of those options are really bad. No. <laughs> I don't know if we still have a cafe press store for We Talk Games, but if we do, we got to get a choose deer shirt going. <laughs> that would be good. I like it. So you are then presented with your character select screen, which you have five characters to choose from. Mm. who are uh, M98S. Ugh. Yeah, he, no. Horrible. No. Did you guys play as him? No. Yeah. Well, I did once. Yeah, so I the, tried him exactly once. The robot? Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's the robot I love. Really? Yeah, one with the uh, stretchy arm. Yeah, he yeah. moves terribly. I don't care. Uh, you just <laughs> you just like robots. Uh, I think he's sexy. 
I know you you impregnated a robot in a previous episode. <laughs> yeah. We know he does have some nice curves for a robot. He doesn't have a sex. See, I would well, exactly. You're saying he, I think the features of the robot are more feminine in nature. And it would make sense considering the other four characters are three males and a female. Mm -hmm. But they could have just put female then because they give the genders of every other character. Keith, robots don't have gender. They go both ways. You're going to start a whole movement online now. (laughs) My toaster, it's male. My coffee (laughs) pot, female. So you're telling Stinky, me where are my brave- points? Ring the bell. No. <laughs> so you're telling me the characters in the Brave Little Toaster are just <laughs> all just sexless? Yeah, I mean, if we all spoke French, they'd all have genders. But <laughs> this is true. We got the robot. Nobody liked the robot except no, for Stinky. I, janky, controlled, really kind of stiff, slow. So yeah. what? Yeah. The whole well, game's slow. Yes. Yeah, right. Stinky, shut up, Rob. Go. <laughs> For some reason, when the robot kicks, the robot looks really disinterested. Like, yeah, yeah I'm going to kick you. That's kind of a theme with all the characters. I, well, I've only played two of the characters. One of them, Fred, was that his name? Yeah, mm-hmm. Fred. Has kind of the same thing. He's very nonchalant. Yeah, I hated gets, the fact yeah. that he always had his arms folded. Yeah. <laughs> the sprite felt bad because of the, I guess they're still animation. You're fighting. Get your arms away from your body. Why do you have your arms crossed? Because he's just too fucking cool. I know he's supposed his to be sunglasses, a badass, but it also reads really poorly when you're moving a, a character across the screen. Yeah, they look weird. A lot of them look stolen. Getting to uh, the character <laughs> I use the most, mm. Jimmy Isaac. He's yeah. male, twenty three years old, and all the characters have different. I wish he was called Jimmy Bimmy. He- <laughs> <laughs> I immediately thought of that, but I'm like, it's Kyo from King of Fighters. Oh, I read Cody from Final Fight. Yeah, there's a little bit of both, but he also has a move that is very much Terry Bogard from yeah. Fatal Fury. Knuckle Yeah, Kaiser there's a lot of, like, a lot of his attacks are attacks Kyo has in his roster, like the same kind of movements and kicks and stuff. Now, you could argue with me those are the stances of the certain martial arts or whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't know that. So when I look at him, I'm like, it's Kyo from King of Fighters or Terry Bogard. I liked him the most. He's probably the average speed, average damage character, but I found he had the best reach with his kicks. I, I used played him. a little bit with him, and I, I thought he was okay. Then we have Cone, or, mm. Co- or Cohen. I'm not sure yeah. how it would be pronounced, K-O-H-E-N. She looks like garbage. I don't know who did her sprite, oh. but she looks <laughs> terrible. Yeah, her See, eyes are really blocky. Yeah, she doesn't look right. Like She doesn't look like she belongs in the game. She looks like a couple different female characters from King of Fighters games thrown together, and she looks like a Shinto priest kind of thing. She's similar to um, Jun Huang or whatever her name was. Oh, from, my goodness. Not from, <laughs> from that other game we played. Night Slashers. Night Slashers. <laughs> Night Slashers. <laughs> Rob, you have something to say about her? That was the character I used the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the default character, and I thought that was kind of interesting that usually the female character is the quick but weak one. Yes. But I sort of applaud any sort of brawler game that puts a female like more towards the default but as we already mentioned Jimmy's kind of like the all-arounder so yeah. even though she was like the first on the select screen she was kind of I don't know like I agreed that the graphics didn't really match up with the rest of the graphics style but mm-hmm. yeah maybe she was kind of boring on the default high score screen I believe she's listed at the top as well I noticed. So I tried playing as her first, and while she's quicker, and I think she's just as strong as the rest of the characters, going back to just the kinetics of the game, like because her sprite was so thin, 
I just had trouble with her reach and using her in the game. So I, I swapped her out, you know, the first chance I got. But with the throwing, the curses, I guess, I'm not super familiar with uh, Japanese folklore, but she reminded me of one of the Sailor Scouts, and I knew Keith would know who it is. So, Keith, what Sailor <laughs> Scout is that that worked at the uh, temple? You are being reminded of Sailor Mars. Right. And she, yes. what did she throw those things? And she was also she like was her also elemental fire was fire. Yes. Right. All right. So that's why she read a lot like that to me. But I just, again, didn't like playing with that character. Yeah, she definitely was like Sailor Mars, who is my personal favorite. Very leggy. But <laughs> All right, Keith, calm down. <laughs> She's not bad, faster, but looks weird. Uh, yeah. We have Kofu, who is the ninja-ish guy, I My guess favorite. you would call him. You like him? Yeah, male yeah. 24. He read very Dragon Ball Z to me. Yeah, I totally got that vibe off of his outfit. His haircut kind of looked like trunks from Dragon Ball Z. His like suit was definitely like, I don't know, Super Saiyan inspired or something. But yeah, Rob agrees. I played with Cohen first, then I moved to him. And with that coupled with fighting golems and kappas, it reminded me of like Cybermen and like those type of characters from um, that series. So the first couple stages really read like Dragon Ball Z to me. And when you could shoot that giant... I was really All right, stinky. Yes. Did I get points or lose points? You got two points. Uh, Thank you. One for mentioning the first blatantly Jewish protagonist, Cohen, and also for <laughs> mentioning trunks because I like to wear trunks. <laughs> Thank you for the points. Two points to team guts gripping moldworts. Cold sores, right? Mold sores. Yeah. <laughs> team cold sores. Tis the season. So yeah, that was my favorite character. I played through most of the game with him. Hugh, did we mention the character you played as? Or no? I, I, yeah, it was Fred. I did Fred, and then I tried again with Jimmy, and um, I didn't get too far with Jimmy because that's it. well, it's it. the same game regardless of who you pick. Are brawlers not your type of game? Uh, some of them are. I mean, I like Streets of Rage. Some of the arcade games, I mean, even stuff like Simpsons Arcade Game that I know is like really beloved, I get sick of pretty no, quickly. No, well, while we appreciate the nostalgia of the, the Simpsons or Turtles, we definitely try to stay away from those titles because there are so many other beat-em-up games that are better than those games. Yeah, yeah it, Golden Axe is fine. Um, Death Adder. You want to talk about a great Golden Axe game, yeah, Death Adder. Revenge of the Death Adder. Yes, very yeah, good. Yeah, and the, the Simpsons, though, had more stuff going on in its combat than even this game does, though. Yeah. Really? It's also There's a one. little bit shorter, which makes it better. Yeah. Well, I think one of the fallbacks of this game is the length. It's too long. I don't know what the final stage is because I also tapped out. You completed it, right, Keith? Yeah, I got through the entire thing and it took way too long. Five stages. I think that's all this game needed. Fifth stage, I was done. Oh, yeah. Wait till I get to the names of the stages because they sound so (laughs) interesting. (laughs) All right. We'll see if we have enough time for that. The last guy's Eddie Gordo, but his name's Fred Sathel. He has cool sunglasses. These are the guys whose arms are crossed all the time. Yeah, and he's barefoot. Yes, he is barefoot. If I knew that, I might not have picked him. I'm a fan of. Think about barefoot fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan of of the Texas Tornado. Yeah, Kevin. Well, no, uh, Texas Tornado wore shoes. His brother. It was the the rest of the family, right? Kevin Von Erich didn't wear. Oh, you're right. Shoes, but Kerry Von Erich. I mean, he was missing a foot. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Grizzly Redwood, another wrestler in the the Tri County Philly area. He doesn't wear shoes either. Really? It's very yeah. difficult to be a, a barefoot wrestler. It's very difficult. I know. I used to wrestle a little. Yeah. You used to wrestle? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Nice. Well, what was your in-ring name? The Growler. <laughs> the Growler. <laughs> I like it. 
Well, you probably wrestled in like 1940, so that would be an acceptable character. Yeah, I was growling Casanova. Yeah. Sexy. Who cares? <laughs> Not a fan of Rusev so, either, you know, the whole barefoot scene. Not down with that. Well, anyway, uh, his gait is called arrogant walking. <laughs> no, that's what we call it, yeah. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Now, Makes sense. Now, did anyone get far enough to discover that there are two more characters in this game? There's actually three more characters. Wait, what? Yeah. How do you get it? Wait, what? I, I heard about these, but did not actually play as any of them. I, two of I them, missed some. Two of them are, I think, bosses that you fight and then they join you. Yeah. And then the last one only kind of appears in some sort of boss rush mode. Yeah. I got up to that boss rush and then I fought the guy on the horse with the sword and then he yeah. turned into a big Akuma. Yeah. And uh, with, with like loads of crotch air. Yes, and uh, kind of like uh, Giant Gonzalez, but like mutated. <laughs> the uh, beast suit on and everything. Yeah, he had like okay. the fur crotch going on. I was like, okay. oh, Giant Gonzalez, only like possessed <laughs> by a demon. <laughs> See, Too I much saw. wrestling talk. Stinky, please take away some points no. from somebody. Hey, uh, when you say Akuma, do you mean Gookie? Yeah, it's Gookie. Gookie. Well, I, okay. I was going to bring it around, bring it around to anime because I didn't get to that boss, but I saw a screenshot of it, and I thought it looks kind of like the the guys from Attack on Titan. Looks like a guy with no skin. Definitely. Mm. Uh, points go to the team. Crook played it haggard for uh, mentioning anime. It's hip, hip new thing <laughs> catching yes. on anime. I talking to? I think Keith brought it up first. I, was, I don't care. <laughs> Impartial so, judge. Yeah, so the two other characters, I know one's name is Saiyan, who has water power, and the other is another robot just named Rob. And I wish it was Rob the robot instead. I of- know. How great would that be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, if you want that? Go play some Smash. I made a mistake. There is only two unlockable characters. Okay, cool. And they but su- the other guy, but there is an ending where it looks like all the guy, you will get there. I guess everyone had a favorite, except for you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the unlockable characters. I didn't know why there were more characters. This game has too many characters. <laughs> yeah, and they all have the same basic combos, the same amount of hits. You can kind of jump back and forth between punch and kick. There's actually four buttons in this game, no one-button wee-wee action. Mm. It's got a punch, a kick, a jump, and then your special elemental power, which there are... Earth, wind, fire, and water elemental. Heart. Oh, well, heart is there. It's the little plus sign. It's the one that refills your health. <laughs> yes. So a uh, little orb power-ups that are your fourth button that you can do these elemental attacks. All the characters have different elements aligned with them. I want to let the listeners know, only because my wife looked at me when I was doing it. To do the voice for heart, I had to like hold my wedding band up and pretend that I was summoning Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you if you can go, appreciate that as much. Gotta go all in. Audio, man. but yeah. All in. And uh, when method. they use their element, it's a bigger attack than it normally is if it's the element they are aligned with. Fred and the robot both are dual aligned. They have fire and wind. Yeah. So for Fred, it says fire and wind. And for the robot, it says wind and fire. I don't Did you notice a difference? With these characters, when they use the magic attacks? When they use either of those magic attacks with that element, it causes a much bigger area effect attack. Okay, so if I'm wind and I use the tornado attack, then it's a screen clearing attack. But if I'm fire and use the wind, it's not. 
Exactly. Uh, okay. So like if you're Cohen and you use fire, she does a big raining fire from the heavens kind of move. But if she uses water, she shoots like a blast of water that still makes the enemy get set on fire. I don't understand something. It sounds like Blade Runner, but then you're using magics and then robots, dragons and everything. What the hell year does this take place in? It's 20XX. They don't say. Let's shake it up a little Points bit. Points away from uh, Jesus oh, Chief Christ, Robo Duke for 19XX. Don't Try challenge him. Don't even engage him. <laughs> We're going to keep losing points. Rob, what's this game about? Uh, <laughs> I think we just went over that. I didn't get it. I just heard about people walking around. He is an agent of well, chaos. It's quite clear the evil heir of Satan's taken over the world. And that's it. Well, now I understand. Okay, we need Rob on the show more. It took Keith way too long to describe what was going on in the game. I know. Holy shit. We're at 31 minutes. And he says it in one sentence. Like I said, let's shake it up a little bit. We have a segment on the show called One Slug. How far can you get in the game on your first credit? So, Hugh, do you remember when you had to put a new credit in or use Why a new she, credit? It wasn't all that hard. Maybe when the first time the lizard, you know, it might have been with the, the lizard dudes. These lizards that come up with the big claws and... Mm-hmm. They might have killed me off first time I encountered them because they took an awful lot of hits and I didn't yes. really realize I was trying to like save up all my magic for boss fight. Right. Which uh, probably not a good strategy there. No, because they keep throwing it at you. You get yeah. these orbs for the different elements and then you can build them up just underneath your health bar. I believe it holds five. So yeah. there's five slots and the one closest to your character's portrait you use first. I did the same strategy Hugh did, which was saving it up. But then I realized they kept throwing it at me. So I was using them because I was using them yeah. in just regular baddie battles. I felt very powerful in the beginning of this game. It actually felt real good. But I, too, got up to that first boss and had to put a new credit in. So that's my one slug. Keith, where was your one slug? Uh, my one slug, I got to the second stage mm-hmm. to where you see the uh, crumbled Statue of Liberty. Uh, yes. And you're Which fighting the you weird you posted little, about on Twitter weeks yeah, ago. Dad just screenshot that and reminded me of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I, uh, I got to the second giant trio of skeleton king guards after the Statue of Liberty. Oh, Stinky, you played? Yeah, I played. That's funny because we had a whole month dedicated to your picks and you didn't play a single one of them. I had hemorrhoids. All right. Rob, do you... <laughs> are Rob, do you in were... front of the game system there? Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta Rob... get a stand, you gotta get like a standing cabinet. I do have a standing cabinet, but my third knee, my... <laughs> fuck it. Your third knee? Oh, yeah, that's my right. third knee. <laughs> Rob, do you remember where you had to put in your next slug? Which is the boss that's like a giant guy that's half sticking out of the ground? Is that the... Yeah, that's the second boss. Okay, yeah, I don't think I made it to him before I had to continue. Okay, so here's what I'll say. I agree with everybody pretty much. There's a sharp incline of difficulty starting at the first boss. At the beginning of this game, I was like, okay, this is cool. This is like uh, paced real well. They're throwing health at me generously. Not too generously, but just enough to keep me alive. I don't have to put any credits in. I'm getting these elements. I'm fighting. I'm seeing the hit combos, and I'm liking seeing that. And again, like I said, because of the character that I chose, it felt very powerful to shoot the giant fireball or hit him with the water blast or the wind. Then I got to the second stage, and I said, oh, wait, this is still an arcade game, and they want to eat my quarters. And it's unfortunate because I feel like if the first stage before that boss had a more gradual incline of difficulty, 
I think I would have enjoyed this game more. Now, I did enjoy this game. Like I said, I got up to about the fifth stage before I was starting to get burned out. Maybe a little earlier than that. It could have happened in the fourth. But by the fifth stage, I remember saying to myself, I don't think I could do much more of this. After each stage, you defeat a boss and you get a fragment or a shard of the Gaia tier, like the Triforce. Uh, You see it float down into the uh, hands of this wizard dude that's holding it. Each stage, it's building another piece of it to put it back together. When I saw how small the pieces were building that tier, I was like, I don't don't think I can do this. Yeah, when it was like, (laughs) we've got half of it. I was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> yes. And I think, is that the fifth stage? It's the fourth or fifth. When, when he said, said you're at half, I said, oh no, I better be further than that. And I was not. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Is yeah. It, is that, doesn't well, the intro say there are seven pieces? Is it seven stages, Keith? Keith, I told you where I tapped out. Don't go through all the stages, please. <laughs> we don't need to relive this game again. But, you want to uh, hear all about all the stages that end with soil? Actually, yeah. yeah there, okay, maybe you could rattle them off real quick. That is pretty funny. After each stage, you see a giant map of this world of different continents of yeah, this by, world. By the way, that, that map looks just like the map in Lords of Thunder. Oh, I didn't notice that. There. Yeah. Was everything called something something soil in Lords no. of Thunder? Lords of Thunder, <laughs> reference team Heckenschmidt. <laughs> okay, all right, thank you, sir. Before you rattle off the stages, Keith, actually, Rob, where did you tap out in this game? Let's see. I know. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's a boss that looks almost like a cross between like. Uh, Frankenstein and Blanca, but maybe kind of more boring. That red Hulk to me. Yeah, it was Hulk he's... with a mullet and not as big. Lou Ferrigno Hulk with a mullet. <laughs> and cool shades. Bitchin' shades. Yeah, blue soil, dissolution soil, mechanical soil, ruined soil, <laughs> lava soil, thirst soil, and sand so antiquity soil. Seven levels in this game. And the last level is just the boss rush. Yes, which was... Really frustrating to go yes. through. Yeah, not creative at all. Not only that, too. When you get up to that guy on the horse, there's zero dialogue. He just starts beating the shit out of you. Nobunaga shows up like, hi, I'm here to kill you. And I wanted to, like, I was just like, can we talk? <laughs> Make your doom or whatever it is. Like, what? Nobunaga's ambition for Keith, one point. Okay. Well, there was nothing. All of a sudden, he rushes onto the screen. He starts uh, stomping on you. He's pretty cheap, and he has a very um, substantial health bar. And then when you beat him, it was a, this isn't even my final form moment. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I fought the the red hairy dude a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? I got my fill of this game. So Keith, you are the only one who completed this game. Please tell us how it ends. Basically, the old ghost man, who apparently was some sort of floating ghost man, comes out. Mm. Again, and says, now you are benefited from the mysterious power of the Tear of Gaia and the four bosses, including the lady who eats an apple and turns into a demon, turtle bald head guy, the Egyptian dude, and Hulk all come out and bow to you Mm. and say, let's lead us to the brightful future. The world back to peace and all the nature becomes normal again. The warriors crowned as Gaia Crusader. To keep the world in peace, no one Ellis, only them. (laughs) And that is the end of your game. Who's Ellis? Ellis Cohen. <laughs> oh. Stinky, you get a point. Hmm. 
Okay. It's basically you save the world. All these people are worshiping. Uh, I guess it looks like Jimmy with some sort of ceremonial robes and like a scepter. Unless that's Cohen, I, I can't tell. <laughs> so, so it's like Street Fighter. There are different endings for each character. Maybe because I did beat him with Jimmy. Who's going to uh, subject so themselves maybe depending to who play. you get the final hit with depends yeah, on the picture you get. But I'm not going back to find right. out. No. Go through this game with each of the 48 characters available. <laughs> it's like an hour, oh, maybe over an hour long to get through this whole thing. And most beat 'em ups are usually under 45 minutes. So this this is entirely too long and gets yeah, we, boring way too quick. I feel yeah. they could have put some grapples in here would have mm-hmm. made it a lot more interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. Not yeah. enough fight moves. Yep, and the enemies, they don't get hit by the tons of hazards that are everywhere in this game, like right. way too many. And a lot of cheap moments too where they'll pin you between two hazards. I'm thinking about when swords were shooting up from the floor oh. and you were stuck between that and then every character, it doesn't matter who it is, I put in so many credits at that point, when they get into a combo, their last hit, they rush forward. Yep. And there's not enough space betwixt those two uh, blade traps. You're always getting hit by those blades. I had the exact same problem. A lot of cheap moments like that. Yeah, the enemies stand in those swords, the ladies with who are attacking you with weird Japanese violins. I love those characters, though. I really thought that <laughs> yeah. was cool. Like, I think all the enemies are really creative. I feel like you know, there's a lot of games out there that may be too difficult or too long, but they hit the mark in the character design. I mean, you fight little gravestones with skeleton arms that reach out and attack you. There's a lot of weird, neat stuff to see. Let's break it into the sweet and the sour, the pros and the cons of Gaia Crusaders. Uh, And we'll go round robin real quick. Keith, what are the things you you liked about this game? I like the amount of characters. Mm -hmm. I like that they all look different and have different styles of attacks. But in the end, they do play differently, but it's not like shock troopers. No, it's not like shock troopers where like they have very individual sort of attacks. They all look different, but they all have the same number of hits, I guess you could say combo numbers don't go aren't bigger or smaller. I don't think any of them do more damage than each other. Some just are a little bit faster and a little slower. I at least didn't notice any damage difference. Right. Pros are the the backgrounds look all really nice. I like all the Really? Different. Okay. I like the settings. The resolution, I guess I could say on the backgrounds isn't very good, but this game like suffers this- from 1999 syndrome where we're in between an era of polygons are the future. And so what they did was a lot of, around this time, they did a lot of pre-rendered backgrounds. Yeah, and they, and they, they look with really this. bad and they don't hold up. And even though these backgrounds are not polygons per se, it does suffer from that same look where it looks like a Final Fantasy VII matte painting. All right, I get the idea of it, but it's not moving. And in 1999, you're not doing parallax. We were doing parallax scrolling in 80... Five. Why can't we get a really nice, rich background with this game? Again, it's Noise Factory. We're not talking about the top tier of video game developers, but the technology was definitely there in 1999. For me, the backgrounds are very drab. They're very low res and they look very flat, but that's my opinion. Noise Factory themselves seem to be a company that worked a lot of the time alongside SNK Playmore. Oh yeah, it definitely looks that way. They're a company that just specializes in developing games alongside them. They only have a few uh, 
to their credit that are all Japanese. I guess they never came out here. It doesn't look like, mm-hmm. uh, but they did help with Metal Slug Three, Metal Slug Four, Metal Slug Five. Oh, so they're to blame for those. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So they're really yeah, good at repetitive games. <laughs> yeah, they probably aren't familiar to anybody. I know they weren't familiar to me mm-hmm. at all, but I did get an SNK feel from the character specifically, as I mentioned before. So, Rob, what did you like about the game? Actually, I want to say real quick yeah. about Noise Factory. There's a game that they uh, at least worked on. I don't know if they solely made it, but uh, it was published by SNK for the Neo Geo Pocket Color called Dark Arms. And it's one of my favorite games for that system, which admittedly there aren't that many, but it's very different from like your typical fighting game that you see on any kind of Neo Geo system. It's kind of a weird adventure overhead shooter game. Wow, I'm giving Rob points for that one. I don't care about Stinky. <laughs> Me too. Hey, you didn't mention the submarine versus game. The Kathy version of that submarine game. Dark Arms Beastbusters is a sequel to the SNK Arcade shooter Beastbusters. Oh yeah, it's nothing like it. The uh, Beastbusters in the arcade is a light gun game. And this Dark Arms actually looks a little bit like Zelda or something overhead like that. Noise Factory also worked on a game called Sengoku. Which oh, I feel yeah. like I've yes. heard on this show before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've played the first two Sengoku games, and apparently Noise Factory, I think, took over for the third one. And I haven't played that one yet, but I've got it on Virtual Console. And from what I've heard, it's actually really similar to Gaia Crusaders. Hmm. Ah. Dive Alert. Oh, that's it. Dive, Dive Alert. <laughs> it's Matt's version yeah. and... Uh... Matt and Kathy? I think so. I'm going to say Kathy. Oh, I forgot one other thing I like about the game. I like when you beat the boss, it it says boss throw. Yeah, and I was really disappointed (laughs) that you didn't actually get to throw the boss. When I first saw that, I thought it was like a finish him sort of situation. So he just turns into a crystal. The neat thing about it is, is like many of your holiday haymakers, when you defeat the boss, he has to go to the middle of the screen before he dies. (laughs) <laughs> yes, so he <laughs> levitates to the middle of the screen and then transforms into a crystal. Yeah, and that was another thing that reminded me of Sailor Moon. You defeat the boss, mm-hmm. and then they float there, and then a crystal comes out of them. Mm. Right. Oh, did that happen in that show? I don't remember. There is a, a lot of crystal-based I remember the cats. What's your favorite Sailor Moon for the uh, uh, Famicom, Super Famicom, or what? There couldn't be a good game for some. I like the tactics RPG one. Is that Um, real? I think so. Oh, all right. (laughs) There's a lot of Sailor Moon games. The best one's the arcade side-scrolling brawler. So look forward to next year's Holiday Haymakers. Yeah, we'll see about that one, (laughs) Keith. Uh, Rob, did we touch on everything that you liked about the game? No, not yet. Okay, Um, please. I'd say uh, definitely the variety. Kind of like you guys mentioned, there's both variety in all the enemies you fight and variety among the characters, like... I guess we kind of mentioned in the beginning of the show, you got robots and wizards and a guy with sunglasses. Like, it's just kind of a weird mix, but I feel like that adds to it something that you don't get with a lot of brawlers. Mm-hmm. Hugh, yeah. <laughs> you only played the first stage or got into the second stage. Got was there the, any... I got to the second stage. Okay, uh-huh. was there anything that you liked about the game? Uh, when the game first booted up, <laughs> it looks like it's using the Capcom like Street Fighter 2 font. Okay. When, it, when it's doing it, going through like its BIOS check and everything. So that makes me think this might have started as a bootleg game. And uh, I find bootleg games fascinating. Or at least like they took the Capcom arcade board and hacked it to, uh, you know, start working on this game. So I find that part of the story fascinating. Like in addition (laughs) to there being kind of ripped off characters, 
I'm now starting to think this was either ripped off or reverse engineered from some Capcom arcade. Just aping something, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I've heard there is actually a bootleg version of this game. Yeah. Uh, according to Hardcore Gaming 101, they're saying there's a game called Thunder Heroes, which is basically just this game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, thunder! Like they- thunder! 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 I started too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Q, what would you compare the crystal collecting to on the console type of retro uh, uh, Every square RPG ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Points! No, I was, We're going to lose, Keith. <laughs> We're definitely going to lose. I was actually looking for Spreegan, one or two. <laughs> Spreegan, okay. Yeah. You guys touched on most of the things that I liked about the game. The, the, the fact that there are a lot of characters is cool, regardless of... Yeah, where they fall short. They do all play differently. They all move differently, and I appreciate that. I do like the sprite work, although some of the sprites don't look as good. I do like all the little baddies. I like the boss battles. I think the boss battles play differently. I think they're cheap at times, but they do play differently, so it does change it up. I like the elemental system. When we talked about Night Slashers, one of my critiques of that game was that there weren't any weapons, and in this game, I didn't miss the weapons because the one weapon that's in this game is complete trash. And every time I got it, I was like, no, I don't want sword. this. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Even though I think it hits for more damage, it is so slow with all the characters I played with. You just want to get rid of it because you move a lot faster without it. And you lose it constantly because you're constantly getting hit. The one thing nobody touched on that I want to address is the music in this game I actually enjoyed. I, I thought it fit with this weird amalgamation of wizard, warrior, robot, aliens, and also mysticism. I don't know if anybody else dug it, but I certainly did. It was good enough. I got to say, I didn't really notice it. But uh, I also wanted to bring up one more thing. Did you guys know You know how most brawlers have uh, an AB super attack? Yes. Yeah. Did you guys know there is one in this game as well? No, because I tried really hard. You have to hit three buttons. Is yep. that it? Yeah, that's it, Stinky. You have to hit uh, punch, kick, and jump at the same time. Keith will never be that guy again who didn't know there was a fire button in a game. <laughs> he was like for three episodes in a row. <laughs> I fell back in another one and, 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 and did it again. Don't right. worry. I'll miss it. I look for him now. All right. So normally we, we I would say we... Consistently consistent. <laughs> consistently inconsistent. Whatever. You're good. Please. Let's not lose any more points. <laughs> I would say let's go around and talk about the things that we didn't like about the game, but it seems like we all agree on certain things like some of the characters don't look very good or don't play very well. The game is way too long and it gets very cheap. But Rob, is there anything else or Hugh or Keith, is there anything else we didn't touch on that you feel that it needs to be addressed? I don't know if I want to call this good or bad. Some of the choice of enemies was weird. Like in the very beginning of the first level, you're beating up little girls. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't and fight that's, back. That's kind of disturbing. Like you just walk up to them. They don't seem to attack you. Later they attack. I don't, oh, they do. They might like, not in the first stage. Just, yeah. You just walk up to them and punch them in the face. And I'm like, hmm, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. Most of the characters have pretty long combos. It's not just one or two hits before they knock an enemy down. It's four or five. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would fit better if you were hitting like really big enemies which you do find some in the game yes yeah later on there are little mini bosses or there's you'll fight a mini boss and then he'll become a regular baddie but he takes 
almost as much time to defeat, mm-hmm. which I appreciate, but also it makes the game more of a slog too. Yeah, I found that the bosses weren't the hard part. It was the amount of henchmen that they would have on the screen at the same time. And constantly replenishing henchmen. Yep, and they regenerate. Right. Yeah, I think uh, you, you should have been able to punch people when they're on the ground. We're, well, we're at yeah, an, yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, Steve. yeah, we're at that a year be, yeah. that sh- that should have been able to happen. So yeah, while we're talking about improvements, uh, uh, but, uh, but, oh, I played all the games of uh, Shmuptember uh-huh. Topias, so I didn't know if there's a topiary when you double click the button if you dash on the joysticks. You do. Now, I played with a Xbox 360 controller, and I was using the D-pad, and I found it was hard to pull off the dash, but I could pull it off. It wasn't smooth like it has been in other beat-em-ups. Did anyone else have that experience? It could be the way I was emulating it, too. I was playing with the keyboard, and it... Oh, my gosh. It, yeah, it was not the best way to play this. No. <laughs> you you might have been better trying to hook up a U-Force to play this game. The dash worked good. It seemed to stun some of the bosses. I'll give the U-Force one. Thanks. I was really reaching for that. If you would have said the U-Force with the giant wishbone, I would have gave you more points. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Since Stinky brought it up, let's real quick talk about the improvements we would make to this game to make it a little bit better. I'll go first. You guys chime in if you agree. That way we don't have any sort of repetition. I think this game definitely needed throws or Mm -hmm. some sort of grappling action just to change up the moveset. I think this game could have kept its length if there was some way to add a... I don't want to say RPG element. I want to say attribute where you could add to your health bar or add to your slots for element or add to your strength or defense. So that way, at least if you're slogging through this game, you feel like you're building the character. I know in the past we talked about a game that did do that. I just can't remember it right now. But I feel I like think King that- of the Dragons or something like that, where you get a new weapon, beating a boss and power up. You could go to shops and buy stuff in between levels like uh, something. D&D games. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Something like that. I think this game would have benefited from because it turns into a slog when, all right, I found the character I like, but he's never getting stronger. He's never getting any better. He's as good as he was in stage one. Now, I'm I might, doing the same six-hit combo because it's the best thing I can do. Right. I might mitigate better now that I've played 10 goddamn hours into this game, but it's still the same character, and, and therefore... You get points for a goddamn... Oh, really? Seen a god, yeah. <laughs> Is it every time I say it or just for that one? No, oh, only one. Okay. The <laughs> I'm trying away. to make Keith lost a ton of points on us. I'm trying to make him back. <sighs> so those are the things I would improve. I like the music. I would have improved the backgrounds. Does the game need better backgrounds to be a better game? No. I think what it needs, it could either be shorter or it needs to uh, have attribute mechanic or a item shop mechanic into it to justify the length. And also, let's chill with the huge bell curve of difficulty. Let's make it more of a um, slow incline. Maybe I would have to play this game with a group because I think like the number of enemies on screen mm. is the same if you have one player or five. Yeah, I felt the same I, way. I thought maybe if there was a second player, it, it might have been more fun. Yeah, like I'm wondering if, if there's only one person and you tone down the number of enemies and then it's a little more fun because like when you get one of those magical orbs or the big sword appears, and I realize the sword's useless, but first time you see it, it's like, oh, cool, a sword. Uh, (laughs) Just trying to get over to the item is almost impossible because there's like a crowd of eight enemies around it. This game should have been like the big double X-Men arcade cabinet where they gave you all the characters, the unlockable characters at once, and then you could have five of your friends. That would have helped. Did anyone ever play this in the arcade? 
No. Did anyone ever hear this fucking game? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I've got another idea for something relatively simple that might have spiced things up. I mean, obviously, just having like shorter levels might have been good, but maybe some more set pieces. A lot of brawler games like to switch things up with what was going on in the background or where you were fighting, you know. Maybe just something as simple as fighting on a train or or something that's moving or... There was plenty of uh, stage hazards. Why didn't they make more like destructible terrains? So, yeah, and there was like, a lot of hard cuts between the levels where you didn't just keep going forward. It would just be like, and cut, next scene. Like, yeah. you mm-hmm. couldn't tell where you were going, even if it looked cool with a ruined Statue of Liberty in the background, you know? Right. Yeah. They should have gone like the Turtles in Time route. And if you're going to have robots, you know, maybe fight some enemies on the moon or something. Uh, yeah, you know what? I do. Moon, moon points. points. Yeah. <laughs> Lunar points. I agree with Robin. I didn't think of it until he said it. That all of the levels are kind of the same. They're different colors. Same with the yeah. enemies. They repeat yeah. those. Komodo, dragon. Yeah, but I mean, that's yeah. par for the course. That is par for the course with beat-em-ups, I, which I do have to say my favorite enemies are the ones I'm going to call people, dog, robots, what spit toilet paper. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I called them sexy bandage robots. <laughs> but that's that's revealing too much about me. My improvement would be a enemies being able to also be hit by the hazards on the screen and yeah. uh a half hour supplemental animated VHS show to give me a better <laughs> idea of what the fuck is going on in this game. <laughs> Somehow I get the feeling if they ever did make an anime based on this, it wouldn't explain anything. Yeah. No. Which is making it more confusing. I'm taking points away from Keith for not including Betamax or Laserdiscs. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> what about UMD? I, I want it on UMD. Okay, you get a point for that. Yeah! <laughs> if I can make one more reference. The only thing that I thought would be more frustrating than the tiny slivers of the orb that you get from the bosses that you're you're trying to collect was maybe like it reminded me a little bit of Toe Jam and Earl. In the first game you're collecting the pieces of your spaceship, but some right. of those pieces are just really small and insignificant. Hey, Rob, you got enough points to the show, all right, man? <laughs> Chill with the references, dude. You're making us look bad. Stinky's gonna fire us to bring you on the show. It's true, though. I I do agree. That's a good point. Hey, let's do movie taglines. If Gaia Crusaders, which was the game we talked about every time we said in this game, uh, it was a film, what would the movie tagline be? Keith, we'll start with you. I was reminded of this because of uh, the last time Rob was on, but my movie tagline would be Gaia Crusaders. I don't know. You explain it. (laughs) All right, Rob, you can't use that one this time. (laughs) Stinky, you have a movie tagline for this game? Uh, yeah. Guy Crusaders. It's not a legend of it no more. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rob, uh, what would be your movie tagline if Guy Crusaders was a film? Well, just focusing on one character, I would say the movie tagline for me would be Gaia Crusaders because kicking with shoes on is for wimps. All right. I like that. Flying feet of death. Hugh. Gaia Crusaders. Deer or alive. All right, cool. Well, I like it. <laughs> I like that. It's very abstract. You, you gave him a point for that? Yeah, it's it very abstract. to figure it out. They got enough points. No. My movie tagline would be Gaia Crusaders. I don't like the characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh, that's meta. 
That's inside baseball. Yeah, very meta for us. <laughs> Do we go to TT or are we going to tally up the score? Uh, first, I tell you who won. Oh, no. First, go to TT. Here's was- TT Shmoo Kids with next week's We Talk Games Arcade Weekly Arcade Audio Clue. Hello, I am Titty Scootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. All right, so that was it. I wouldn't exactly call it successful, but let's find out what the score is for the first ever We Talk Games Arcade Weekly Second Annual Holiday Haymakers versus Edition. Stinky, what's the tally? Well, uh, actually, it's a split decision, so it has to go to the judges. <laughs> what? Hold on, I got to convince. No, I'm pretty sure. I didn't even write anything down. I'm pretty sure our guests definitely got more points than No, we it's split decision, friend. I have to right. go to the judges. Okay, here we go. The winners is Catch Gripping Moldwort. We talk games. The winner. What? Uh-huh. Wait, what? I have the set. score. I'm thinking this is fixed. No. I am impartial. <laughs> is there any prize for the runners up? Can you imagine there's a runners-up in a tag team match? <laughs> we talk games, the home game. Actually, the party that comes in second place, I'll send you a JPEG. Look for it on stinky.sexy. Hey, you can get a Stinky's Christmas album as your... <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, Stinky, are you working on the next one? Well, as soon as they tell me, I, um, whatever my manager tells me to do, I go and do it. Stinky, it's the first week of December. Your Christmas album should be out already. I just do what they tell me. I go in studio. I I can knock them out. I know every Christmas album. Who is your manager? Uh, Ellis Cohen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because of this tag team event, uh, we're going to have... Who's the tag team next week? Is that a surprise? It's a surprise. Each week, tune in each week to find out who we verse next. We'll never know. Uh, (laughs) My clue for next week's game is going to be... I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. One bad apple don't rule the whole bunch, baby. Crazy horse is my wee, my wee. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Dead giveaway, everybody. Yeah. If, you giveaway. if you don't know what the game is after that clue, you are an idiot. Right. Rob, Hugh, thank you very much for no. coming on this week's show. Please remind everybody again where they can find you and your podcast each week. You can uh, go out to theretroleague.com. That's all one big word. Uh, of course, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, all, all the usual places where you download a podcast. If you search for uh, the Retro League or Retro League or any variant of those, those three words, I suppose, you will be able to find the show. But theretroleague.com, again, is the best way to like find all of it because that's our homepage. Give it a big thumbs up if you like hearing about retro games. And if you're listening to this show, of course you do. Check these guys out. A lot of fun segments. A lot of good talk about old console games. For Jungle Rat Rob, Hugh Johnson, Stinky the Game Master, and Keith the Robo Duke, I am Kyle Von Kubik thanking you for listening once again to We Talk Games Arcade Weekly's second annual Holiday Haymakers versus Edition. I hope to see you next week. 